This is the Quadrants of Mental Health Podcast with Dr. AJ. Welcome to Quadrants of Mental Health. I am your host, Dr. AJ, um, affectionately known as Dr. AJ Johnson, but you can just call me AJ. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, today, we are back with the new year, um, new programs. We're not going to change the format too much because we're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about um, today is going to be about self-care and what we need to take care of ourselves. Okay. And I tell parents, I teach a parenting class on Mondays on Zoom. I teach a class on Tuesdays at Higher Learning uh, Bible Institute Seminary International. I think I hopefully I said that correctly. Teach those two classes and um, do workshops and seminars and conferences. I have some things coming up this year that I'm looking forward to. But here's the thing. I tell parents this. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to say I tell parents. I ask parents, what is your number one job as a parent? You know, and, and, and that is, is irrespective of grandma now becoming parent, because a lot of times with grandparents, they think that they're still grandparents. But when you are raising a child, you are a parent. And a lot of times I get my job is to provide or my job is to protect. And that's incorrect. And I tell them so that's incorrect. Because your number one job as a parent is to take care of their parent. Take care of yourself. Love yourself, like yourself. You have to get good at self-care. What I mean, best example I can give is when you fly on an airplane. Um, now, they used to do it every time I flew. And no matter which airline it was, I got the same demonstration about the um, loss of cabin pressure, the oxygen mass is going to drop down. And the interesting thing is they always tell you to put the mask on you first before you try to help your child. Put the mask on you first before you try to help your neighbor. So to me, it sounds like, hey, you must be very important. One of those very important people. You need to take care of you first. And that is the one thing that most parents fail to do. And I will say, and particularly, mothers fail to do. Okay? We fail to take care of ourselves. We fail to do the things that we need for us so we think we need to give, provide, protect, you know, make sure that they do everything right. No, that's not your job. That's not your number one job. Because if you fail to take care of you, then how in the world can you take care of them? If you fail to spend some quality time with you, then what are you going to teach them? What does that communicate to them when you do that? Think about this. Your number two job is teach. And I, I came up with this, having six children um, and being as involved as I am, I really had to look at what I was doing. 
and how tired I was and what I was not doing and why I was going through this process to where it is. Six children can wear you out if you let them. So jo joined the gym, started riding my bike, taking care of my mental health. I'm reading. And when I say self-care, let me define that for you because I'm also going to define teach. When you take care of you, that means your mind, your body, your spirit, some people say soul, and your finances. That is your responsibility as the mother or father to take care of their parent. And we fail at it. I recently added finances because I've learned through talking with parents, and that is a major, major stressor in the home. So if you don't mind your own business, treat your home like a business, then it's going to be difficult. It's going to be stressful because one of the things we need to do when we learn financial literacy, we need to teach financial literacy. People come to this country all the time and they learn our economic system. We need to learn it too. They may not have taught it to you in school. You may not have learned it um, anywhere else, but it's still your responsibility. Your mind. What do you read? What are you reading on a daily basis? What are you reading? What research are you doing? You have a problematic child. Shouldn't you be reading books on problematic children? If you have a child who has challenges, should you be reading books on children with challenges? One of the things I say in the class, and I almost say this too, I'm going to say it now. Write this down. What's not transformed gets transferred. When you don't renew your mind, then you're going to make a transfer. You know, we need to be transformed and renew our mind. We renew our mind in knowledge. So we can't bring the skill set that brought us to where we are, to this new child, to this parenting situation we have, especially if it's changed, we have to work on us so that we can be effective in teaching. Now, you could be efficient and check all the boxes, and I did this, and I said this, and I did that. You know what? And it's going to be over the child's head, it's going to, and the relationship is going to suffer. One of the things we have to teach children to do is to value relationships with us and others. That's one of the most powerful things we can teach them. Because by nature, not by nurture, by, but by nature, children only think of three things. What do they think of? Me, myself, and I. So you have to get good at taking care of you so that you can then teach them how to take care of themselves. You have to model that for them. Now, I'm going to use that word teach a lot, I know. But here's the thing. When I say teach, this is what I mean. And it's a five-step process. We have to define it, give examples of it, model, catch them doing it correctly, and praise them for it or acknowledge that they are doing it correctly. That reinforces the lesson when you praise. And I found a lot of parents, they don't want to praise their children, which is weird to me. 
you know, I'm going to acknowledge those good things that they do. Why? Because if they do it right and I acknowledge it, that means they're going to continue to do. They would want to do it because they want that praise. So if you don't acknowledge it, guess what? They'll just say, it's not that important. So self-care is the most important thing. And that is the one thing that most parents fail to do. Give yourself a big fat F. The good thing about it is we're here to change that. We're here to fix that. So that's going to work out for you. But the reality of it is if you don't take care of you, who's going to do it? I watched a video on uh, YouTube, not YouTube, it was Instagram. And the lady said, nobody's coming. Nobody's coming to do it for you. Nobody's coming to, to fix you, to help you, to encourage you. You have to do that. That's why self-care is so important. Working on you, fixing you, your mind, your body, your spirit, your finances. What are you reading? What are you letting into your eyes, to your mind? Are we watching Love and Hip Hop? Are we watching reality TV? The next one is your body. Are you taking care of yourself physically? Are you exercising? Are you eating properly? Here's the most, one of the most important ones. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting the proper amount of sleep that you require? Most of us don't. And it's unfortunate. We don't take care of our bodies. We don't take care of our minds. Sleeping is very important. Eating is very important. We need to learn, especially in the United States, eating for nourishment, not for emotional reasons. Eating to feed the brain and the body, not because it makes us feel good. If you are an emotional eater, you are more than likely stressed out. Okay? So when you put in the right foods at the right time, the right quantity, it gives you energy. Your food should be your energy source or supply more so than a feel good. And now let me go take a nap. Okay. You can tell when people are emotional eaters. Guess what? Everybody knows because it shows. It shows. You can tell when people are unhealthy. It shows, okay? So we have to get good at taking care of ourselves, and that's a part of self-love. That will help you with your self-esteem. Now, I'm not telling everybody needs to be a vegetarian. You know, I think that lifestyle is great. I tried it. Couldn't give up the chicken, though. It was hard. Oh, I love chicken. But we have to get good at taking care of our bodies as much as we take care of our minds. Okay, I'm going to encourage you to create a personal growth plan. That's what I want you to work on. Work on a personal development plan for yourself. And that would include that self-care, which is your mind, your body, your spirit, and your finances. Do the work. Put in the work. Create the plan. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Tried to avoid that cough. It didn't, didn't last. 
uh, put in that personal development plan to work on your mind, your body, and your spirit. Now, some people think it may be controversial to talk about spirit and soul, but here's the thing. We have one. I believe we have one. And people who do believe they have one, they tend to live a help, healthier and happier life. You know, so what are you reading about that? What are you meditating on? Are you researching? You know, I'm a Christian. I have Christian values. Some people agree and dis or disagree. But meditating on the word, observing to do, you know, uh, one of my favorite scriptures is, is Joshua 1 and 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night and observe to do all that is written. And then you will make your way prosperous and have good success. Sounds simple to me. Now, if you disagree with that, I don't know. You work on you, you develop you, you meditate on the things that you need to meditate on, and you will make your way prosperous and have good health. I don't see anything wrong with that. Here's uh, John Maxwellism. He said it this way. He said that if you spend one hour a day, just one hour a day for five years studying any subject, you will become an expert on that subject. Just one hour a day. Studying. Researching. One hour. After five years, you'll be an expert. Is that too much to ask? Let's study, let's study the mind, the body, the spirit, and your finances. Become an expert. It requires work. It requires us to do something we've never done before. But if you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. And I know that scares a lot of people. Scary to do something I've never done before. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Which is, to me, it's going to keep you locked in, keep you in that comfort zone, keep you not growing, keep you um, stagnant. Uh, but we have to get good at working on ourselves. Self-care is the most important thing. 